episode 94 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk about books, authors, and literary news. Yeah. And Wonder sure. Woman sometimes. And Wonder Woman sometimes, yeah. yes. Probably talk a little bit about Wonder Woman today. Okay. Because we both saw the movie. Anyway, yeah. I'm Nick Gunning. I'm Eric Michaels. Let's talk about Wonder Woman real quick. Right now? Yeah, our last episode was Wonder Woman, so we hope you enjoyed our, our Wonder Woman Yeah. Talk. I got a lot of letters. Did you? Uh, listeners did not enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Do you think it was Hillary, my wife, our special guest? She. Do you think she? She dragged? was on it and was you like, "This was a terrible." Dragged? Okay. Oh, I get it. You, you think? think she, oh no, I'm just. I know. I don't think. I thought she was great, but I mean, if fans say, I thought you were no. suggesting she wrote in hate mail. Oh, after being yeah. on it, she's like, "This yeah. show's the worst." Yeah, it could be. Fire could those be. two jokers. Yeah, could be. Anyway, since then we've all seen Wonder Woman. Who's we all? Well, you, me, and Hillary. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I and my it. wife. I love. I didn't go with them. No, you didn't. But we both had really positive uh, takeaways from yeah. Wonder Woman. Flaws. Yeah. Thir- some third act flaws that we, yeah. won't, we won't get I'm, into. I'm hearing that from most people, though. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to, like, ruin the movie. You know, it was just kind of like, it was more like, I wish that would have been better. But as no, the thing as a whole. But I know. do think, it, for future viewings of it, yeah. certain things throughout the movie have, will have less of an impact. That's probably because true. Because of the third act. Now that you know, like, the resolution. Yes. So let's let's talk let's without giving spoilers. Uh, I mean, you you made the point. I think that you said that you liked the movie, but were just like blown away by Gal Gadot. And yeah, the, as the as Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, she's really. I think I think part of it is just the fact that it's taken more than seventy five years for them yeah. to make a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. So expectations of like who are you going to get to play and like you know how she's drawn in the comics. Yeah, she's like unrealistic and also with Wonder Woman, she's. Her and Superman, like, Superman, they always play, like, super earnest and everything. And yeah. Wonder Woman's also sometimes played as, like, perfect. Yeah. You know, in the comics, like, her character's perfect. Yeah. She has, she's always the right amount of angry. Mm-hmm. She's always the right amount of compassionate. She's yeah. never... There's never any flaws to her character or anything. Yeah. But... Uh, I love just how real she was. Like, yeah. she'd laugh at things or, you know, have yeah. reactions to things that were very genuine. Yeah. Hillary, when we were watching it, made the point that, like, she, she was feeling like it wasn't like she was well cast as wonder woman it was like she just became wonder woman yeah you know in that which i agree with she was great yeah she was great she was very feminine and still very strong so i was really impressed with the movie okay and i love chris pine so you know, yeah that was fine great. he's I, I mean he's good you didn't in like it. Him as Trevor? no i did like him okay. as that i guess i just don't i don't know hmm. i don't either he he's he, no he is fine yeah. it's just there's only so much you can do with the smugness and uh, oh, I didn't think he was Jack smug. Ryan is not one of those things. I didn't think he was smug. You don't think he, he's kind of smug? I, I mean, so. she asked him, "Are you an average specimen of your kind?" Yeah, and he says, and he's just like above average. <laughs> like that's a little smug. Okay, so right. well, bottom line, I mean, it's true. We yes, both, when, we both when she really, said average, I'm like a little bit more. Yeah, we both really like the movie. Yeah, so check it out. So, and we yeah. still have our Wonder Woman display up for a few more days. So if you saw the movie mm-hmm. and now want more, yeah. we have the whole run of the New 52 arc. We have bombshells. We have some yeah. of the Rebirth stuff coming, yeah. Justice League. Some points. All sorts of stuff. Some points against Wonder Woman are that, one, okay. uh, there was a big fight in it that reminded me of Batman v Superman. So any movie that reminds me of Batman v Superman... Yeah. Notched down. Yeah. Also, they had Danny Houston, yeah. who played young William Stryker in X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. But, Points. Yeah. Points gone. Yeah, pretty similar. Reminded me, so they just reminded me of superhero movies. Brought you back some yeah. movies you didn't like. Okay. So. 
Well, uh, Wonder Woman aside, we're going to be talking about some nonfiction later on in the show today. No, no, no. She'll plow right through you. No, no. She'll just break right through that glass ceiling and come after me. That'd be exciting. But anyway, we are going to be talking about nonfiction a little later in the episode. But right now, let's talk about... You know what? No. Let's go watch Wonder Woman right now and just do a live commentary. I'd love it. All right. See you guys. That would be fun. (laughs) Right now, we're going to talk about uh, some bookmarks. Where's your bookmark moving around these days, buddy? What have you been reading? I don't like the way you insinuate my bookmark is like some kind of rambling man just traveling and no never... i meant progressively working through books now it's on page 94 now it's on page 102 okay. i thought you meant it was like hey i oh, like no. eric but if I you're only reading here. eight pages at a time you're never going to finish that book so yeah. <laughs> all right i read oh i did talk about the tyrannosaur chronicles last time i was here okay or i just i, I was reading it yeah but now i finished it yeah by david hone okay so cool. apparently he writes uh Science papers on T Rexes as well. All right. And other dinosaurs. Well, it was sa- fun. Save the in depth response on that until we get to the nonfiction section then. <sighs> well, I also, I guess I just wouldn't recommend it to people. Okay. Like, wouldn't. No. Okay. I would like, I wouldn't give it to you. Be like, oh man, you're going to be a huge fan of T yeah, Rexes after gonna, this. It's going to change everything. Because, it's going to blow the lid yeah, off it. It's, I, I just wondered who it was for. Okay. Because you, man. Well, if you're picking up this book, odds are you know most of what you're about to read. Okay. And if, you don't. Why are you picking up this book hmm. as your like a intro? Anyway, so it's just kind of who's the audience? Yeah, just people who want to read the same facts again. Okay, so I guess I just like reading pages that say Stegosaurus yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's they, so, and they that's got true. Your number. Yeah, uh, and then I read uh, Exit West by Moshin Hamid. Go ahead, do your snagglepuss about the refugee book. Why would <laughs> okay? Sure. Now I'm the jerk. Jeez. Now I'm the jerk. It's a very uh, serious topic as well. It was fine. It's very. I told you uh, last last time when I was reading it that it has very long run-on sentences. Oh, like yeah. Every paragraph yeah. is a run-on sentence, which I felt bad about reviewing yeah. uh, on my blog because I realized I had a few run-on sentences, but <laughs> they were just like, you know, two lines, yeah. whereas this was like the whole, like half a page would be one run-on sentence. Yeah. Like, um, I don't like to read that. I like the first half of the book more okay. uh, when they're in their city and you just kind of see how terrible life in their city is becoming as uh, militias are you know, taking over and random violence is killing random people and also people they know and love. Um, but then when they leave their country, the book kind of loses focus, Okay, I felt like, or it just kind of stops feeling like it has a plot. Um, but maybe that's what it's like when you're a refugee and you leave your home. Yeah. So... It so, was still I good. Mean, okay, so it was um, good. So and would you, depending would you, okay. on the, the run-on sentence thing and the way it's written, like, that's a thing I have an issue with, mm-hmm. like, bothered me, but other people would probably wouldn't even... So you'd recommend it to somebody looking for yeah. that topic, yeah. fiction? Okay. Yeah, especially since it's, you know, current, um, and it's, it, was, uh, it was on the New York Times bestsellers list for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Cool. Any, hey, any graphics? That I read? Yeah. No, but I've got a bunch I need to read. Okay. Uh, I picked up Moon Cop. Yeah, so, I love to Moon Cop. Yeah. I wanted to read the new Wonder Woman, but uh, we haven't gotten them yet. Mm. So, Really loved Volume 1. I, like I said last week, I wasn't a huge fan well, of Year 1. unlike but... you, I'm going to read Year 1 first. Nice. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, it sure does. Yeah. All right. That's it for me. It actually kind of doesn't make sense. I don't think you should do that. Okay. <laughs> So. You just can't let anyone have a good time. No, it's just the first volume is all about she's trying to figure out what her origin is. So to um, read. All right, well, I'm going to read volume one first, yeah. then. Good call. Or should I 
Was it printed every other month? It was. So should I read? Should I read like one? Yeah, vault alternate. And then alternate. We did that with the Green Lantern Blackest Night. Yes, because it was did. all over the place. I know that Me was crazy. Me and Nick just sitting in his just, living room. We just know yours. We had like four different or four or five. We, yeah. It was more than that. We had yeah. a bunch of Green Lantern comics that yeah. were supposed to go in between each other. So we're just yeah. like passing, yeah. uh, passing comic issue books. one of yeah. this. All right, I yeah. finished this. You take this, and I'm on this I one. Know. Thanks a lot, DC Comics. Which was annoying, though, because one of us always had to be one issue ahead yeah. of the other person. Yeah. So I think that was you. Probably. So I think you finished the Blackest Night. It was like, ah! Yeah. Get out of here now! Yeah. Uh, well, is that it for you? Yeah. Okay. I finished Beatle Lyrics, which I've been talking about for a couple of weeks, so I won't go into You've been talking about Beatle Lyrics again. as long as I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> this is a book by Hunter Davies. came out a few years ago. He has a new Beatle book coming out soon. Interesting guy. He wrote the only authorized biography of the Beatles like while they were together hmm. and like, followed them around. So he's got a really like insider information. And this book was, was great. Just I imagine as... John didn't come off well in that book. He was okay. No, he was. Okay. I mean, he definitely was like more pro-McCartney, I would say, than Lennon, mm. but... You know, had great affection for all of them. Um, this is something if if you're if you're a Beatles fan and already know a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. this is a fun one to pick up. If you're like, I want to, I want an in depth discussion of Beatle lyrics. Right, go for something else. But this, this was, and it was cool to see the reproduction of the hand print, printed uh, original lyrics. Big year for a Beatles fan. Yeah, you've got. Uh, Sergeant Pepper, yeah, which you like. Do you want to review that? I don't think you talked about it on this. Sure, yeah. Well, it's available as a single disc, which is okay. what I got for the library because right. we didn't have Sergeant Pepper. Uh, is that true? Yeah, you worked here for how many years? Well, I got us. I got us the U.S. albums, and there's oh. no U.S. equivalent of Sergeant Pepper. Um, hmm. Anyway, so I got a Sergeant Pepper for the library, so that should be coming in shortly. Uh, there's the two disc version, which mm-hmm. is the original stereo or the new stereo remix, right. and the um, a second disc, which is uh, early takes and outtakes and things. So it was interesting. And then there's a, a four, four or five disc one that has way more like uh, early takes and things like that, mm-hmm. and like Blu-ray 5.1 audio and all that. That's like $150. Wow. So even I That's can't on, spend $150 okay. on Sgt. Yeah. Pepper. Um, but the album itself is really good. Okay. Now, I, I, I as we've discussed many times in the past, like I was always a mono fan. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I have the mono set. So that's Once why you I have mono, you're, you got it for life. And the reason for that is because the Beatles didn't care about stereo at the time because right. stereo wasn't a thing. So oh, they're all like so really involved, really involved in right. mixing the mono. And so then they're gone. And then the, the record label's like, well, we should put out a stereo version. Right. So like Beatles are gone. And the techs are just like boom, boom, stereo. Yeah. So not much put into the stereo uh, version of that, but that's the one that's now people listen to and it's you know just was kind of an afterthought so this is the first like let's sit down and remix a really purposeful uh stereo version of sergeant pepper and i was impressed nice. i didn't think i would be i thought i would stick with mono but uh it stuck with you i know because I, <laughs> I made a playlist of like here's here's mono mm-hmm. here's the 2017 stereo mm-hmm. stereo took it wow every time so just you hear so many different things it's so much fuller it's very yeah. lush it sounds you like know. you're using the like the True scientist, like I have a hypothesis. Yeah, my theory. It's true. Stereo, and then you well, just, it's just you it, have to go into like a clean. You have to get a listener who's never heard the Beatles at all to yeah. listen to both. And you got, you know. honestly, I think like the stereo revolution because I think we're going to see more and more of these like really um, detailed stereo cuts of Beatles stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that it benefits Ringo the most. That's because yeah because you know before kind of like there's a drum beat underneath <laughs> right you know and you could hear it it's not like you can't hear it yeah. but especially in stereo sergeant pepper yeah. um 
put that on and you really hear these yeah. like intricate detailed drum work that before mm-hmm. was just kind of like lost in the shuffle so it definitely uh it's yeah. good for for our friend Ringo Starr okay so anyway <laughs> uh, bottom line I I really was impressed yeah. with the new stereo versions and oh, you got me that uh, record store day forty five that had the remixes. Oh of, yeah, did you listen to that? I did. Yeah. What it was, is it? It's just same kind of thing. It's okay. the stereo remixes of those two from twenty seventeen. Okay. Those were included on the bonus disc of the CD. Oh, uh, okay. But those are cool too because right. uh, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields have tons of stuff going on. So for right. the stereo to pull those out, it's like three D. You know, mm-hmm. it's like three D for your ears. Really, it's like you just okay, sure, different three D for your ears. Three <laughs> D for your ears. All right. So anyway. So uh, I, I was impressed with the stereo. We're uh-huh. going to have that in our collection very soon. All right. So we've got Sgt. Pepper yeah. this year. Yeah. You've got Paul McCartney being in Pirates. Yeah. The new Pirates. Yeah. He was you've, great. And you've got both Paul and Ringo doing new albums this yeah, year. Yeah. But was Ron Howard's, was that this year? I think it was. Eight Days a Week, the touring. Oh, DVDs. yeah. So yeah. Plus, Paul McCartney on tour currently. That's true. Gonna go see him in Syracuse. Don't don't tell people where we're gonna be. Oh, sorry. Our stalkers will. Oh, that's true. Will hunt us yeah. down. For, forget about McCartney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. So we're still talking about bookmarks, as it turns out. So I finished Beatles lyrics. Yeah. I'm currently reading Thrawn, the Timothy Zahn uh, bestseller Star Wars book that came out. Yeah. I'm reading Superman versus Flash graphic novel, which uh-huh. is just a retro collection of times right. they faced each other, and mainly times they've raced. Yes, around here's the world. a book that you may never have heard of, so I can give you a little detail of the plot. Uh, it's called uh, Women in Cabin Ten. Okay, it's about a travel writer. Sure. Um, oh, that's a li- fun. A little problem with the alky, you know, oh, geez. a little drink, okay. drink, clank, clank, puke, puke, you know, clank, clank. Okay, yeah, it's a gl- it's the ice. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> She goes to cover uh, the launch of a new uh, cruise ship. Right. She's in a room. Oh, it's a new cruise ship. Yeah. Oh, she's a room. travel writer, of course. Yeah, it makes sense. But. Nice room, soundproof? She No, no. What? She hears a dead body. She, she hears a body falling into the water. She hears a body. Yeah, falling into the water from outside her in room. In her room. She's in her room. Body falls yeah. from the floors above her. Or, or something. Into the water. And she can. Yeah, and she, she detects that splash. While drinking. Yeah. And travel writing. Yeah. She can identify yeah. that specific splash sound of a body. as a body yes. hitting the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, like. Pretty intricate. At, at what point is the body like, this is definitely me being a body yeah, going ma- into oh, the water. You know what? I hadn't considered that. Maybe on the way down. They're uh-huh. like, don't mistake this for normal nautical sounds. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, oh was that splash. a body? That was. I think that it was, was as, me helping as a travel writer, out. having traveled and seen bodies. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty. <laughs> ma'am. Pretty ma'am, you serious, called? You rang, ma'am? Seriously. I heard something, I'm pretty sure. What? Yes? It was Del- a body! What? I heard a body falling into the water! Wait, uh, from upstairs, ma'am? Yes, I heard it! Upstairs? Yes! And you knew it was a body? I'm two bottles in, but I know that splash. You you know it? Yeah. Ha! I've just heard Past it. Past experiences no. of bodies falling well, into the waters. Well, different things happen. Ma'am? I have to go. <laughs> Anyway, I'm reading uh, Women in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. I'm which sure. The Page Turners Book Club will be doing yeah. once we discuss all our yesterdays Listen, this week. My wife, avid listener yeah. of this podcast. How you doing there? We, and she's reading this uh, Women in Cabin yeah. 10 for the book club. She's in the book club. We've ruined it for her. Yeah. She can't, she can't listen because apparently the, she's doing the audiobook. Yeah. And they're like super serious. Yeah. And she just. Yeah. She can't hear anything, but no, yeah. no, it was a body. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't gotten that deep into it yet. She's just where I am. She's just gotten yeah. on the cruise ship. Yeah. So I'm waiting for good times yeah. to roll. I mean, the Titanic hit an iceberg 
And yeah. people didn't know what they, they didn't hit. didn't know. Yeah, they weren't sure. And they thought, so like, yeah. that's, I guess that's just it. If like, you can be looking at the, oh, did, did we hit that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been on a cruise ship. And right. when you're outside, all you hear is splashing sounds. Yeah. So. <laughs> maybe you'll get there. I, and maybe the guy really will be yeah, screaming. Maybe it'll like, make perfect ah! sense. Maybe it'll make perfect there'll sense. Also, I don't know. There'll be a gunshot, stabbing sounds. Yeah. A guy yelling yeah. like, now you're dead, you this uh, this book was on the New York Times bestseller list for, for so long, yeah. and I mean they're making a movie, right? I'm sure they're. I'm making sure a it movie. is. Yeah. My problem with it so far is that it's very reminiscent of Girl on a Train. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got the. Yeah, she's drunk. Yeah. She's British. She. Thinks, a mode of yeah. transportation is involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it started, and she was like, couldn't remember what was happening because she was drunk and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh come on. Yeah. But I'm, it's not to say I'm not enjoying it. I right. am. It's just similar. I guess. I used to think when I saw the cover, I was like, "Oh, it's a plane," because it's just the window. Oh yeah. So, but then I'm like, "Oh, but everybody would know you threw a body out of the yeah out of yeah. the plane." Wait, look at that cresting wave out the window. If you're seeing that out your yeah. plane window, yeah. your seat can be used as a flotation device, and oh you probably gosh. you probably are going to need it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about books uh, coming down the pike here in July. So we got a few things coming that fans of all the books may be interested in. Was that all you read? Uh, yeah. Is that all you're reading? Yeah. Okay. But that's two books in a graphic novel. All right. Sorry. Um, What's the song? I got something in the microphone. I don't know. Okay. You, okay. That's Beck. So, okay. go on. All right. Well, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, friends of the David A. Howe Public Library, uh, one, of, one of our close friends, a uh, close friend of Eric and me, uh, Alexander McCall Smith, is coming out with Isabel Dalhousie, number 11. So, this is the Sunday Philosophers Club. I've not read these. My wife read these. She was okay with them. Didn't love them. But uh, book number 11 is coming out. In this installment of Alexander McCall Smith's ever-delightful and parentally best-selling series, that's true, amateur sleuth and philosopher Isabel Dalhousie is called upon to help when a matchmaker begins to question her latest match. Uh-oh. Do you think Yenta's going to get murdered? Yes, wow. I do. okay. It's a crossover. Sorry, I'm thinking Lovin'? July 18th. I don't, I, know, I don't know why you're thinking of this, right. though. Keep going. Uh, Daniel Silva. Are you a Daniel Silva fan? You like uh, you like Daniel Silva? No. I sometimes call him Danielle Oh, okay. Silva. No, that's not him. Uh, Gabriel Allen, number 17. If you're a fan of the Gabriel Allen series, Daniel Silva is back with House of Spies. Didn't we just have... His was Black Widow most recently, right? That sounds right, Because that yes. was pretty popular. Uh, a heart-stopping tale of suspense, Daniel Silva's runaway bestseller, The Black mm-hmm. Widow, was one of 2016's biggest novels. Yeah. Now in House of Spies, Gabriel Allen is back and out for revenge. Determined to hunt down the world's most dangerous terrorist, mm-hmm. a shadowy ISIS mastermind known only as Saladin. Ooh. Daniel Silva fans, yeah. you have but to wait until July, okay. and Gabriel's back. Hey. Yeah. Son, I was thinking of where it's at. Okay, right back. But, but why are you thinking of you it? You said something that made me think about... Uh, I got it's, I got two turntables and a microphone. Okay. Look, I can't explain it to you. Yeah. But I was right that it was Beck. Yeah. Well, you're making me miss the days we edited this podcast. Oh, we. <laughs> uh, Kathy Reichs uh, of Bones fame. Okay. She also has a, a spinoff series that's a YA series, which I do think we have here in the collection. Uh, what uh, is it? I can't remember what it's called, but it's Temperance Brennan's like niece, and I think we have two or three of them over in the. In the YA section. Uh, I read one of these Bones books, and I liked it. I thought it was very okay. I'd be, no, I read two. I read two, actually. We okay. read the first one, Deja Dead, for a book club. Deja and then I read Dead. A more recent one. Okay. And both of them, I was like, yeah, okay. You know? 
Uh, New York number one New York Times bestselling author Kathy Reich steps beyond her classic oh Temperance Brennan series in a new standalone thriller, featuring a smart, tough, talented Barrels. heroine whose thirst for justice stems from her own dark past. Okay, and you're right. We do have virals. Okay, yeah, That's I thought so. So this is a standalone. Boy, that is a trend. What? Just these standalones. We had CJ Box coming out with a new one. Mm-hmm. We had Connolly coming out with a new character. Kathy okay. Reich's here, and I feel like there was a few more. Okay. I wonder why that is. This series have gone on too long. You think? Yeah. It could I mean, be. Bones is canceled. Bones yeah. is out. Yeah, that's true. It's right out. That's true. But I mean, spe- I mean the the Bosch series when it includes like the Mickey Heller novels and everything, mm-hmm. that's up to a high number. Yeah. So I guess maybe that is what it is. They're just mm-hmm. like. No, we need to branch out. We can't like get pigeonholed into one character. Interesting, yeah. though, because a lot of it's happening all at once. Uh, so anyway, we'll have this new standalone, a rare standalone from Kathy Reich's coming out next month. Well, no, I'm kind of interested. I might have to put that on the Page Turner's Book Club for 2018. Why don't you see if it's good first, Nick? How about a little quality Eric. control in your book Eric. clubs? <laughs> all right. Uh, now, from large print, uh, R.W. Stone... Oh, yeah. As a book called Across the Rio Bravo. And often large print books um, are... Our westerns? Yes. <laughs> but are reprints of books that have already been out. But this looks to me like a large print original. Mm. So um, I could be wrong. Okay. But I don't think so. I theorize that you are wrong. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty rude of you. Anyway, Across the Rio Bravo... Thaddeus McCallum has attained the rank of Sergeant Major in the U.S. Army. Upon his retirement, he had joined the Pinkerton Detective Agency and, after a decade of distinguished service, made enough money to purchase a ranch in New Mexico. Fortunately for Thad, he met Pedro Peralta, a Mexican-American who had years of experience breeding, breaking, and selling horses. The two formed a partnership and succeeded in building a notable business. Mm. Boy, that's boring. I read a boring one. I'm sorry about that. That's fine. There's another one here, but I'm not going to read it. I'm going to read this part, though. Uh, Let's see. Thad and Pedro must overcome an entire army to save him. Save someone named Jeff from Pancho Villa. So one is just about them, like, raising horses. The other one, the other synopsis, has Pancho Villa and big fights. So bottom line, exciting stuff in the Western (laughs) genre coming from R.W. Stone to our large print collection in July. All right. Those are, we got, a f- we got a few months on those. What's hot right now? What are the big ticket uh, items? The hardcover best-selling fiction from the New York Times best-selling I'm list. ready. I hope there's some new ones. Do you? Yeah, I do. I always well, hope that. Bad news. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So at number 10 this week on the hardcover fiction list for the New York Times bestsellers list, we have Against All Odds by Danielle Steele. Mm. She's been here for four weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. There really aren't any odds against Daniel Steele being on the New York Times bestseller sure. list. Don't take that bet. Yeah. Don't take it. Yeah. Unless she tries to do like sci-fi or something, then yeah. maybe take it. She'd, she'd have a different... She'd have a... Oh, she probably does. Right yeah, under she'd have name. a different name. Yep. Yeah. Danielle, like, Steele, but like... Daniel Steelheart. Yeah, Steelheart. There you go. <laughs> Number nine, Golden Prey by John Sanford. Wow, he's been here for five weeks. Yeah, he has. I guess the covers for these, like, Prey books just look so boring. Yeah, I'm not I'm not particularly right. interested in Sanford. Well, number eight, we have Jeff Shara's The Frozen Hours. It's Is that a new? Fi- it's a f- yes. Uh, I better make sure I'm on the right date. You better make sure. I am. Otherwise, you're yes, out of here. I am. All right, so The Frozen Hours by Jeff Shara, a fictional account of the Battle of Choisin Res- uh, Reservoir during the Korean War, where Americans battle Chinese forces and brutal temperatures. Yowzer. 
So brutal temperatures have brought reinforcements. Yeah, I'm just mad. Like, what the focus was? They were actually fighting the yeah, and like the Chinese army was like the reinforcements to the brutal temperatures. Yeah. It's a stupid concept. I know. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't follow me down, but I like path. it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Grisham's. I, we'll see if Grisham's on the list because Camino Island, his lawyerless thriller, is out. Probably, I think it will be next week. Yeah, that probably it shows up soon. on this list. All right. Uh, number seven, testimony. Scott Turo. Yep. Uh, what's this one about? Oh, oh I don't yeah. remember. Uh, number two. Uh, same Beach Next Year by yeah. Dorothy Benton Frank. Two yeah. couples form a lifelong friendship during an annual reunions on one of South Carolina's barrier islands. Well, that sounds charming. I guess. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, they bump into Richard Gere and Diane Keaton? Lane. Lane. If it was Diane Keaton, that would have been a much better movie. Would have been a comedy, right? Probably. She, she would have, she would have been comedies. all scattered. Yeah. Wearing turtlenecks and blue glasses. <laughs> Number five. It's your signature look. Yeah, Eric. I know. I Get know. Get with I'm it. Sorry. Number five, The Fix by David Baldacci. Yeah. Uh, number four, 16th Seduction by James Patterson and wow. Maxine Pietro. It has seduced the New York Times bestseller list. Sure. Yeah. 16 times. Yeah. Apparently. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Number three, No Middle Name by Lee Child, who also has no middle name. <gasps> really? I, I don't know. Me neither. Just, or he doesn't have a middle writer name. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. Lee. My college roommate didn't have a middle name right <gasps> what if his name was lee middle child he, that'd be good here's middle a fun is his fact. middle name harry s truman s doesn't stand for anything just a middle initial hmm. yeah do with that what you will uh david a Howe library the a doesn't stand for anything either a neither does how stands it's, for a technically it's just david library david abiram how that's huh. what the a is for okay boy you are a huge fan of david a Howe. yeah yeah he's done right by me um, number two, new this week, Dragon Teeth by growl. Michael Crichton. What? Did you make a cat noise for Dragon Teeth? That was just a minor growl. Like a fairy dragon. I guess, do dragons growl? They could. Yeah, I guess they, they make, I think. It's like a fiery roar. Yeah, I think we hear like bubbling. You got to think of it like bubbling sounds coming Gross. from them. Like, I don't want to think about bubbling like, sounds like, coming from anything. Like a, there's a volcano inside. Okay. And, it's, and they're dragons. Boy. That's romantic. <laughs> uh, Dragon Teeth. It, a college student joins a fossil hunting expedition in the 19th century West and is caught up in the rivalry between two paleontologists, a recently discovered manuscript by Crichton, who died in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if you want to hear more, go two episodes back and listen to our Dragon Teeth episode. Yeah, where we also talk about Micro and Pirate's Latitude. Yeah. And Nick has a lot of Pirate's Attitude. I sure do. And my little brother shows up. Yeah. So... All of you Steve fans out there. Yeah. Number one, uh, four weeks on the list, Into the Water by not whoever wrote uh, Gone Can- Girl. Oh, yeah. Glenn, uh, Gillian Flynn. Gillian yeah. Flynn. It's Paula Hawkins. Paula Hawkins. I confused both of them. Yeah. Um, it's the, in the uh, cycle author, of... Author of Girl on a Train. Yes, author mention. of Girl on the Train has written Into the Water. Um, so it's been number one for four weeks. Probably be there for a while. Probably. So hopefully not as long as... I mean, I mean, it should. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm saying hopeful. Yeah. We want negative. people to read. Pretty negative. Yeah. A- any bestseller is good for yeah. the industry. Good for yeah. readers. Good for people. That's right. I like so. that attitude. <laughs> so Emily Blunt's already calling her a lawyer. They're not her lawyer. Her agent. I don't know why she's having her lawyer. <laughs> she's like, I wrote that book. She stole it from me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she called her lawyer. Yeah. yeah. But she called her agent like, either way, yeah. get me in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Use this as leverage. Why? Is, is that how you think she sounds? Yeah, it's a real like, Which, sort of a, she, a haggy voice. Wow. She was British in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, right? Yeah. Did you, okay, so you know how that movie... Hey, I also saw her in Gulliver's Travels with your friend Jack Ooh, Black. Oh, boy. That's great. She doesn't want me to talk about it, though. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. No. Um, Jack Black's probably fine with it. Yeah, he's probably... <laughs> he's like, whatever. Yeah, I, I made a movie. Yeah. It was bad. Um... Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom yeah. Cruise, Emily yeah. Blunt sci-fi film. Oh, yeah. Hit me with this sequel title. I love um, it. The book, the the other title, like when it was on DVD, they just called it Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Even though it's based off a book called uh, All You Need Is Kill. Yeah. So it has three titles. Yeah. The sequel yeah. is called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. It's not a good title. Isn't that, isn't that something? Yeah, it's something. It's something, yeah. So, I don't have positive feelings about what it is, but yeah, it's something. I did love that movie, though. I can't. It was great. I can't deny. I've watched and it I shan't multiple deny. times. I've only seen it once. Oh, well, then how would you know? How would I know what? How would you know? Just tell me more. Anyway, it's called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. Emma Blunt's repeat, coming repeat, back. Repeat, repeat. Everybody's coming back. Especially Tom Cruise. He'll take the work he can get. You excited for... I don't think we talked about this. And because it's not book related, but I feel like we should because okay. All right. I want to talk about it. Okay. One, did you see the Murder on the Orient Express trailer? No. Okay. It was fine. Okay. You didn't watch it at all? No. And you haven't read the book? No. My suggestion? Don't read the book. Okay. I'll follow your suggestion. Um, Not a huge Agatha Christie fan. Spoiler alert. That's crazy to me. Sorry. Um, I don't like her mystery structure. Okay. Burn. Uh, well, I like mysteries where you can figure them out. And okay. most of hers, she keeps the necessary information away. Right. So I don't really understand the point. Okay. Well, the trailer's out. It looks fine. Uh, second, the the monster movies. Have we talked about Universal monster movies? I don't think so. I know you were a huge fan of Dracula Untold. No, that was you. No. You liked it. You liked that and you liked uh, I, Frankenstein. I did not like either you, of those yeah, films. Yeah, you liked Sexy... I didn't even see I, Frankenstein. Sexy Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart. You, could, you couldn't stop about wow. it. Wow. So. The fact that Aaron Eckhart playing Frankenstein is what you think I would think is sexy Frankenstein. Like I know Aaron you think it's Eckhart, sexy. You yeah. Know. yeah. So you think I, I think he's sexy Harvey Dent. No. From Dirt. No. Wait. That whole the whole point of that Frankenstein, he's like, I'm Frankenstein, what would you expect? I'm Aaron Eckhart. I'm wearing a leather jacket. I'm Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh listeners, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think Aaron Eckhart Eckhart is a good looking guy. Huh. So Methinks thou dost protest okay. too much, good sir. About Aaron Eckhart? Yeah. All right, anyway. Dark Universe. Or that, yeah, that's what they're calling Warner it. Warner Brothers has their say. Isn't it, that ridiculous? Be, but. Universal Studios, they have a monster movie. They can yeah. just call it Universal Monsters yeah. or whatever, yeah. but they're calling it their dark, just Dark Universe. Dark Such universe. a boring title. It's the most boring so, title I've ever heard. Somebody has, yeah, so... That's, I guess there's nothing really to no, talk Tommy about. No, Tommy Cruise coming back, filling filling the uh, Johnny Ugg, Depp is the Invisible Man, worn by Brendan Fraser. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise is gonna fill uh, those. Yeah, so Johnny Depp is the Invisible Spoiler Man. Spoiler alert: He's gonna run. Yeah, Tom he, Cruise is gonna, gonna run. run. I think in the trailer he's running from a wall of sand. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe is Doctor Jekyll and yeah. presumably Mister Hyde. Presumably. Um, and now the rumors are that. Warner Brothers is courting Angelina Jolie as yeah. Bride of Frankenstein. Well, that's which is they have obvious. To. Um, yes, it makes. Yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, somebody I, another podcast I listened to they suggested Ava Green from Casino Royale. Okay. Yeah, I and she that. also has that kind yeah. of like bone structure you would expect yeah. on a Bride of. But Angelina Jolie was like she born, was born to have born that, to play that, that Marge Simpson. <laughs> Absolutely, um, absolutely, she was. But also The Rock as Wolfman. Wow. But here's the thing. 
Man, when they cast Tom Cruise as the mummy, wolf. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Maybe The Rock won't be the Wolf Man. Maybe yeah. he'll just be in the Wolf Man yeah. fighting the actual Wolf Man. Oh, maybe he'll yeah. And that's, they'll get Benicio true. del Toro yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> so yep. Anthony Hopkins and Benicio. He doesn't want anywhere near it. Yeah, Anthony Hugo Hopkins like actually. I'm pretty sure. Oh, Hugo Weaving would do it. The, Absolutely. I'm pretty sure Benicio del Toro's uh, Wolf Man ends with uh, he. Uh, Whoa. He. I can't say his name. What Hugo. Hugo Weaving? Yes, Hugo Weaving. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it ends with Hugo Weaving's character being the new Wolfman. Mm, unrealized sequels. So I think he could come back then. Sure. If the Rock versus Hugo Weaving? Yeah. We'd all watch that. Yeah. So that's it. I guess this is irrelevant. Yeah. Just thought I'd share. We haven't talked about these monster movies. No, we haven't. But when they come out, we will. Sure. So actually, The Mummy comes out this week, Godspeed. and you don't want to see it. No, I'll see it. Oh, you do? I don't need to see it, yeah. but I'll go. I actually am less enthused for it than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because I just the first one with Brendan Fraser is just so good. Yeah. The one with the, yeah. just Don't get me started on the Scorpion King. I, I won't. No one <laughs> wants to. I think the first one uh, also, like the first Brendan Fraser one, is just so fun yeah. because it's a period piece too. Yeah. So it almost has like this timeless quality. Yeah. And now this one is just set today. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. great. But it's a lady mummy. Yeah. I can't wait for the mummy to like very progressive. Yeah, it is a lady mummy. So <laughs> The progressive, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's All right. move on. Dark Universe. Did we finish this New York Such Times bestseller? List? Yeah, we did. Okay, let's Such do non stupid name for anything. What do we got? Nonfiction New York Times. What? Oh. Oh. I forgot to read that. Well, I spent all that time talking about All right. Should it. I you should I sing or something while you Yeah, go ahead. Uh Wow. Oh now? You want wow, me to sing? That now? was okay. That was painful for listeners <laughs> and me. All right. uh, I don't, so I don't I guess know I'll any songs vamp. in the public domain. Yeah. All right. Well, boy, I don't think this list changes much. Okay. Number 10, Churchill. This is hardcover nonfiction. Yes. All you nonfiction readers. Number yeah. 10, Churchill and Orwell, a dual biography of two independent thinkers. Interesting. Yeah. George Orwell? I didn't really think it was interesting. Yeah. What else? Uh, number nine, The Operator by Robert O'Neill, the 400 mission, 400 mission career of SEAL Team Operator. Pass. Uh, number eight, the fight. It, this fight is our fight by Elizabeth Warren. The Massachusetts senator offers a program for democratic resistance to President Trump. Okay. Number seven, the American Spirit by David McCullough. McCullough. Uh, McCullough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A collection of speeches by the Pulitzer Prize-winning historian focused on American values. I enjoyed his book on the Wright brothers. Number six, Shattered by Jonathan Allen and. Amy Parnes, an examination of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Five, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, so the Flower Moon has just come back from college. She's got her whole life ahead of her. Two local boys, killer. And now, I'm sorry, I got nothing here. Uh, the story of the murder spree in 1920s Oklahoma, the target uh, Osage Indians whose lands contained oil. The fledging FBI intervened inefficiently. Okay. Sounds like the FBI to me. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, this has been here forever. Yeah, this one. 44 you can't, weeks. Can't quit. Uh, J.D. Vance, a Yale Law School graduate, looks to Not the struggles of American white working class through his own childhood. Number three, The Vanishing of the American Adult. Right? Yeah. Am I right? It's a real problem. Yeah. We've, we've hunted them into extinction, really. Really? Yes. Really? Uh, I mean, before we got here, they were hunted for food. Yeah. But now, the American Adult? You were just hunting from sport. Yeah. Fields. Wow. Used to be fields of American wow. adults. Gone. Yeah. 
It's yeah. up to you. Just look in their parents' basements. That's probably where they are. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the Nebraska... Oh, wait. No, where'd I go? Oh, yeah. By Ben Sassy. The Ooh. Nebraska Senator's Advice on How to Raise Resilient, Responsible Children. Mm-hmm. Number two. Option B by Cheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. Okay. I only read stuff by Alan Grant. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. number one. Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. A straightforward, easy to understand introduction to the universe. Yes, Easy to understand, even for people like Nick Gunning. I don't know why that... I, me neither. Made it the the first 20 pre-orders will get one of his uh, elaborate vests. That's great. As a prize. Cool. So that's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Also not true, coincidentally. Darn it. Yeah. I know. Well, uh, He probably I, cost way too much money to get to come to the library. To get to come here? Yeah. Probably. His, his fee is probably exorbitant. Too high. Yeah. Too high. Exor- did I say that right? I exorbitant? think you did. I th- exorbitant. Exorbitant. Anyway. Is that really uh, As we mentioned early on... We did? We're going to be talking about uh, uh, nonfiction. Okay. So we've tackled this The Guardian list in the past. Yeah, we it's are. A, it's a work in progress. The Guardian is doing their 100 best nonfiction books of all time. So we've discussed the first 10. And mm-hmm. we're going to check back in. They've got a few more added. So we're going to check back in and discuss yeah. a few more. What were the episodes I've... we did? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you don't remember? No. The last time we did this was episode 55. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even more t- nonfiction. Yes, where we called. talked about uh, the second Five. Yeah, we've been going in groups of five. Yep. So these yep. will be uh, eleven through fifteen. That's right. Uh, I read some good nonfiction this year myself. Of course, uh, it's only it's only the first of June. Man. I know. It's of course, the Hunter Davies uh, Beatles lyrics that I talked about. Uh, I really <laughs> enjoyed uh, George W. Bush's Portraits of Courage. Yeah. Uh, I read an interesting book about Barack Obama called The Stranger, written by Chuck Todd. Okay. And I read Carrie Fisher's Shockaholic. But right. still too sad to talk about. And Sorry. I really liked the Daily Show oral history that okay. I read. That was a Christmas gift. All good stuff. What about you? I read a book about the Tyrannosaurus. Which you and would I mean, not recommend to casual. I guess. Like, I guess dinosaurs are cool. Probably just, wouldn't send them there. It's it's kind of dry at parts, you know? Yeah, it's that's just, not what you want. Unless you have. Drier like, than them bones, am I right? Yeah. Actually, what I just learned recently is a way to tell the difference between a rock and In a, a hard fossil. place. When you're uh, when you're digging for dinosaur bones, I don't say it. It's too gross. You you lick it. No. And if it's a fossil, no. it will have uh, it's a little bit stick. So your tongue will stick a little bit. Not like an ice. Not like no, oh, I can't get my tongue off. But you'll no feel one. a little bit more pullback. No. From a fossil. No one in the scientific community is recommending that you dig things out of the ground and lick them. No man, that's it's true. insane. It's true. It's insane. Everything I'm telling you is true. It's insane. Everything I've ever told you is true. That's insane. Have you read other nonfictions this year that you want to talk about? I'm looking, I'm sorry. and the answer Jeez. is you don't. You don't have to talk about them. I just was curious. Uh, I read that dinosaur book. Yeah. I read those Dungeons and Dragons books. Would you count those? The three mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons manuals. I sure, because technically mm-hmm. we'd have to put them in in uh, the 700s. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So wherever we put sports, uh, yes. the games are always there. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, then I read the Monster Manual Player's Handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide for 5th okay. Edition okay. D&D, and they were fantastic. And let me tell you, I've run uh, three campaign, three games so far with them. Okay. Great. Tons yeah. of fun. Easy. All right. All right. Uh, can, I, can I tell you one of the best things? Advantage <sighs> and disadvantage. Advantage, you I roll a D20, and then you. you roll a second D20. You keep the highest. Yep. Disadvantage, roll yep. two D20s, keep the lowest. Okay. Easy. I'm rolling to stop this conversation. What'd you get? Uh, a high, high number. Well, okay. Real high number. Well, you needed to get a 15 or higher. Uh, yeah, I got it. Darn it! Like 17. Wait, wait, do you have any... Is that natural 17 or with proficiencies? It's a natural. Darn it! Yeah, so uh, anyway, the motion carries. Is that what you say in D&D? 
the motion, the motion carries. carries. No, I don't say that. <laughs> All right. Um, this I, original list that we're pulling from can be found on theguardian.com. Yeah. So if you want to study up ahead on your own mm-hmm. time, uh, you, you can. Dragon Teeth felt like nonfiction sometimes. Yeah. Um, maybe more so than normally. It certainly didn't feel interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, I might have... No, I read Bruce Springsteen's biography, autobiography, mm-hmm. Born oh, that's to Run. Right. But Born I think that was right before the year ended. That's all right. It's still worth mentioning. All right, well, that's what I read. And that was great. If you're a Springsteen fan, you should definitely pick that up. Okay. Uh, if you're a fan of maybe just like the musical scene, yeah. it's a good time. Pick it up. Also, we do have the accompanying CD as well. And we have the audiobook. Yeah. I don't know who reads it, but. It, it spends a lot of time uh, in the 50s and uh, just in his childhood. So I guess if you're, you know, into just like normal blue collar life in the 50s, um, it's interesting there as well. Okay. So Okay. Cool. So yes, the Guardian list, which we will put the link of in our episode. Absolutely, we will. All right. Now we're going to be talking. We're going to we're going to pick up where we left off with number eleven, yeah. and the choice for this is go ahead. North by Seamus Heaney, published in 1975. This raw. Uh, so let me read you a little okay. bit here. Heaney's North, published during one of the darkest times in a vicious war, reflects this instinctive ambivalence while being at the same time one of his most passionate collections, acknowledging both his roots and his loyalties. Crucially, whatever his deepest feelings, Heaney is never strident. Uh, through through grout, this volume, there's a steady... Throughout is what they mean, but they sp- split it up. Throughout this volume, there's a steady undertow of irony. For the poet, this is fundamental to Ulster life. When I interviewed him in Dublin, and this is from the perspective of the author Robert Crumb, um, uh, for The Observer in 2009, he spoke about the articulate mockery deployed by all the combatants in the Troubles. The irony is so important, he said. In the North, Northern irony has allowed people to stand at the edge of the rift and shout across to each other. So this book, uh, let me let me pull a <laughs> quote here from it. A signature sentence. Ulster was British, but with no rights on the English lyric. All around us, though we hadn't named it, the Ministry of Fear. This is from the Ministry of Fear in North. So have you read any of Seamus Heaney's things? No. This is said to be a raw, tender, unguarded collection that transcends mm. politics, reflecting Heaney's desire to move like a double agent among the big concepts. So this will be one we have in the collection, I know. Okay. So you can check this and more out. Okay. Well, then number 12 is Awakenings, starring Robin Williams. No. In 1990. Oh, is really, that, Nick? Is that based on that? Yeah. Okay. Awakenings, 1990. It's a drama film biography starring Robin Williams. All right. Um, and somebody else. It's fine. Uh, we have it, I think, here at the library. Listen, it, Oliver Sacks' moving account of how, as a doctor in the late 1960s, he revived patients who had been neurologically frozen by sleeping sickness reverberates to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what The Guardian has to say. So the description, uh, Awakenings, which inspired the major motion picture, Nick, yeah, is the remarkable story of a group of patients who contracted sleeping sickness during the great epidemic just after world war one frozen for decades in a trance-like state these men and women were given up as hopeless until 1969 dr oliver Sacks gave them then a new drug uh lsd no i'm kidding (laughs) uh it's called ladopa uh which or maybe i'm saying that wrong it's l-d-o-p-a yeah, so there's, right. a, there's yeah. a hyphen between L okay. and D, okay. uh, which had astonishing, explosive awakening effect. Dr. Sachs recounts the moving case uh, histories of his patients, their lives, and the extraordinary transformations which went, they went to reintroduction to the changed world. Have you seen this movie? No. But now I kind of want to read this book, adding it to my want to read. Nice. Uh, 
So yeah, I didn't know that's it's what it was about. Live right now. Um, yeah, it sounds interesting. I just listened to a podcast where they were talking about the last Japanese soldier, mm-hmm. and he spent thirty. He was twenty when he joined the Japanese army, mm-hmm. but he didn't believe the war ended, oh. so he stayed in. I think it was an island in near Taiwan or I've the Philippines, heard, yeah. and he was there for thirty years in the jungle. And so, like, he came, and so he went during World War II, like in 1943 or something, and they took him out late 70s. Wow. Like, 78 is when he was re- And I'm just like, the, the culture shock. And yeah. I mean, the same thing. If these people, uh, World War I, that's 1918, mm-hmm. uh, 69, that's yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. You just wake up and like, oh, buildings are bigger. That's Captain America stuff. Yeah. So. That's true. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. So I don't see. We are growing because I almost just randomly insulted you for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, I was gonna that. say, yeah, more fascinating than anything you've ever done. Oh. Okay. But but I didn't. Then, okay, but saying it, you still. It's no, fine. I, it was something You're I right. didn't say. You're right. Progress. Progress. Okay. Uh, we should mention too that this list is not. It's not like a countdown list. It's just a yeah. hundred books. It's not like and the number one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Once we get to a hundred. World explodes. Forget about it. Yeah. Pope, uh, Pope exercises the uh, the planet and explodes, yeah. like in the case for conscience. Jumping to uh, number 13, we have The Female Eunuch by Germaine Greer. The Australian feminist's famous polemic remains a masterpiece of passionate, free expression. In the literature of gender identity, The Female Eunuch is already a classic, a best-selling masterpiece of passionate, free expression by a writer steeped in the English literary tradition. Definitely one we have in the collection here, so you can check this out mm-hmm. anytime you like. For the signature sentence the Guardian has pulled out, the first significant discovery we shall make as we racket along our female road to freedom is that men are not free, and they will seek to make this an argument why nobody should be free. It's a fascinating sentence. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. All right. What else you got? Oh, that's all you had? Yeah. About that one? Yeah. Okay. At first, I thought you were giving me hard to pro- uh, the na- you were letting me skip the hard to pronounce names mm. and uh, everything. But number 14... Awap bo oh boy. Awap bo bop nope. Awap bo pa loop bop bamboom. Yeah, I think you mean awap bop a loop bop a lot bamboom. Like 1950s music. Boy, just like from Tutti Fruity. Yeah, I get it. A little Richard. You just awap bop a loop bop a wop bamboo. I think I can do that then. Awap bop a loop bop a wop. No, a lot bamboo. Darn it. It's all right. This, this has been the worst moment of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It was really watching you try to pronounce that phonetically yeah. was actually really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> little, little Richard would yeah. roll the single be like, tear. <laughs> okay. So mine is he's very sad, but you think he would still rock out. Well, then it would to come, be like, woo, Eric! You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is by Nick Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Cohen's, uh, they say, this is Nick Cohen's passionate account of how rock and roll changed the world, captures the same wild energy as his subject matter. Nick, do we have this in the library? I'm I don't think out. we do. Oh, no, boy. I don't think we You're do. embarrassing. Written in 1968, revised in 1972. Mm. A wop, pop, a loop, a wop, a lop, a boom. <laughs> Please, please isolate that audio so I can use it as a ringtone. No, never again. I'll find a way. Uh, this book was the first book to celebrate the language and primal essence of rock and roll. Yeah. But it was much more than that. Sure was. It was a cognate history of unruly error, from the rise of Bill Haley to the death of Jimi Hendrix. Wait, are we saying rock and roll ended with the death of Jimi Hendrix? 
Cool. Uh, and while telling outrageous tales, vividly describing the music and cutting through the hype, Nick Cohen would engender a new literary reform. Rock criticism. Ooh. In this book's wake... You like rock criticism, don't you? I sure do. Yeah. In this book's wake, rock criticism has turned into a veritable industry, and the world of music has never been the same. Now the seminal history of rock and roll's evolution is available once more as a righteous essay... Spree is in any rock writing. So I guess if this ended in... yeah, <laughs> I really got, ran out of steam yeah. towards the end there. Um, I guess if this book came out in 1972, then it wouldn't have seen the end of rock and roll. Probably not. It, this book, it didn't have, to, didn't have to witness the death. So No, no, it sure didn't. So, uh, Bad news. We don't have it, and nobody in the whole system has it. Well, it's weird. How many... On Goodreads, this thing's got 200... Ratings. Okay. That's not a lot of ratings for a book. Not, not a ton. Uh, especially no. one that The Guardian is saying one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, well, so we should have used this on a Hidden Gem episode then, but apparently. But none of us have read it. No, we haven't. I'd like to read it. Really? Yeah, it sounds really interesting. All right, here's yeah, a signature I love sentence. That, I love that time in music. This signature sentence. I'm going to uh, order it for All the that's library. left now is the image. The vision of Elvis as he was when he was 21, 22, strutting and swaggering, hanging his grin out, putting on the agony, and freewheeling through everything. That's not the only image of uh, Elvis that we have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't make it to the fat Elvis days. Yeah. All right. Well, are you, right do you want to read that? that? I want to read it. Uh, I do. I wish. It was more recent. Or. It was volume two. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I wish that there was. It didn't the sequel could be called Tutti Frutti All at Rudy. I mean, what? <laughs> I guess I just don't know any literature song. I mean, that's I know where them, it goes. That's where it goes. Know, I but it even it even starts with two, right? So you could stylize this number two because <laughs> it's a sequel book, <laughs> like Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay, wow. Because here's the thing: that wow. book came you out. You were in 19, not with me on that at that all. That book came out in 1972. Yeah, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon came out in 1973. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they won't be able to cover that. Yeah, you're right. Crazy. No. It'd be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And number 15, The Double Helix by James D. Watson. An astonishingly personal and accessible account of how Cambridge scientists Watson and Francis Crick unlocked the secrets of DNA and changed the world. Boy, they beat us by just a couple years. It's also a love story. That could have been you and me. What? We could have discovered, we could have unlocked the secrets of DNA, but they beat us to it. Yeah, they did. So we didn't even strive for it. Sad. Pretty sad. Jim yeah. Watson was just 24 when, in collaboration with Francis Crick, he decoded the structure of DNA, the molecule of life. Yeah. This was a 20th century watershed, the solution to one of the greatest <laughs> enigmas of the life sciences that would revolutionize biochemistry. Yeah. In human history, without exaggeration, nothing would ever be the same again. It's true. Bold statement, but yeah. true. Yeah. They couldn't decode it until Alan Turing got on the scene. It was yeah. able to okay. decipher that in DNA. There are yeah. certain phrases that always appear, so you just decode those first. Sure you do. A signature sentence as pulled by The Guardian. Excitedly, I pilfered Bernal and Fankuchin's paper from the Philosophical Library and brought it up to the lab so that Francis could inspect the TMV X-ray picture. Exciting stuff there. Yeah. That's the signature sentence. That's the one they pulled, yeah. That's the most exciting sentence they could pick. Well, maybe, maybe just the most... No, I got nothing. It was a dull sentence. Yeah. All right, so from, from the five that we just discussed, uh-huh. which ones are on your list? I'll read Awakenings. I don't, I'm never going to read the wop lava doo bop 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 boom I think Awakenings <laughs> and wop bop loo bop womp bop boo Okay. Or Did you say a wop bop boo What? You said boo at the end. I did, boom. 
A wop, bam, yeah. boom. No, you said boo. Okay. Like you were talking to like a loved one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right. Yeah. I was talking to Abu from Aladdin. Okay. So I was just singing it, singing him a little, a little song. Yeah. So that's the only one. Awakenings. Is Apologies the only one that... to Little Richard and his family. <laughs> little Richard. That's yeah. I guess apologies little, to uh, our apologies to Littler Richard and Littlest Richard. Yeah. If you're I was out about there. to say um, Full House as well. Oh, because okay. he was on there. Yeah, he was. So he was. He just apologies to Little Richard for bringing up that he was on Full House. <laughs> you know what well. he should have done? Yeah, Little Richard should have done uh, the "Put Down the Ducky" song from uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, because they had everybody else in there. If yeah. anyone could really rock out to "Put Down the Ducky," yeah, would have been Little Richard. Yeah, yeah. who who I is love Hoots the Owl? I, I don't know. Uh, who is Hoots the Owl from Sesame Street like based on? Here's Little Richard, the first album of Little Richard is great. I love it. I've listened okay. to it a million times. Uh, but I don't know the answer to your question. Okay. So, Alright. Alright, so in those five... I like Hoots. Awakening is the one that you want. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. I would I would go for the rock one first. The rock? Then Awakening. Oh, the rock and roll yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so that and plenty more can be found on Guardian.com, and you can brush up on the first ten by listening to back episodes of all the books, which are always available yeah. on SoundCloud.com. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're at it, you can find us on iTunes. Wop, bop, loop, bop, nope. You can rate I us on apart. iTunes. Maybe don't use this episode as the yeah. guideline for how you're going to give a rating. Yeah. But listen to one of the good episodes. Rate that. We so would sure appreciate it. The title of this episode has to be a wop, wobble. Yeah, it has, it has to be. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> okay. has to be that. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can always talk to us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library, email us at wellsville at stls.org. Yeah. And you can always tune in Wednesday nights on 92.7 in Angelica and hear Eric and I across your car radio or any any fm radio that you may have in your possession <laughs> any fm radio, <laughs> if you got one of the old kinds few. with tubes yeah we'll come through on those tubes yeah for you yeah so yeah oh and if you want to reach nick personally uh his phone number is no please don't seven no five five no five no no what if i really had a five 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 number nobody has a five you would five, be so five embarrassed number. let's talk library news let me tell you what i've got coming up mm-hmm uh, we got a sponsored event from the Thelma Rogers Historical Society. Craig Brack's doing a talk on women in the Civil War. That I love is, the Brack show. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, that is June 7th at 7 o'clock in the okay. auditorium. Always a good show with Craig Brack, so I hope you'll join us for that. It's always been good with Brack. Next, next, next week we have our final concert before our music on the lawn takes over, and that is the Young Sisters, mm-hmm. June 15th. Uh, down in the auditorium, so come on and rock out. They do a very eclectic set, so I'm sure they'll hit some yes. songs that you like. How would you describe their music? They're an acoustic duo, so it's right. a, it's an acoustic guitar to a lot of really tight and intricate right. harmonies. You wouldn't describe uh, it, it goes, as folksy, though, even though it's acoustic. Well, I mean, they, they cover so many different... Right. I mean, it's just all over the place, so no, right. I wouldn't say it's folk. Okay. Um, so we have that, and then we have... I know you're going to be here for this How do you movie. spell nepotism? Uh, this is called Ed by Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, I've seen it. So you, you have seen it? Yeah, as a kid. Where Matt LeBlanc from Friends plays no, baseball with yeah. a chimp. I didn't know who he was, it's great. Who he was from. It's great. 3.30. If there was a movie with a chimp, yeah. with an ape, yeah. any type of monkey. Dunstan checks in. Yes, Jason Alexander. Dunstan checks in was my go-to and the standard for yeah. uh, what about What films. about uh, Monkey Business? Which one's about that? About the little or monkey trouble. Yes. Yep. With the kid. Where's the little girl the little, who's the monkey yep, who steals things? Help, yep. Yeah. Great stuff. Saw that one. Dunstan checks yeah. in. Uh, Mighty Joe yeah. Young. That's pretty yep. good. Yeah. And yes, I've seen Ed. So this is uh, obviously this is a, a highlight in uh, Simeon Cinema. So we'll be showing this Monday the twelfth at three thirty down in the auditorium. Coming up, we have another. It was kind of brilliant. 
Dunstan check-in was super popular, and Angels in the Outfield and Rookie of the Year were popular. Yeah. How, ca- how can you combine them? What if the Rookie of the Year yeah. is, a, is, is a monkey? A, a, yeah. Boom. Yeah. We're also showing uh, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, 70s movie classic. I've seen that one as well as a kid. Saturday, that one I actually really liked. June 17th it's a raft. At, at 3 o'clock. They're on a raft, yeah, right? It's exciting I, I, That was the only one as a kid that I actually like really enjoyed. Yeah. I, also, I, I never understood Snoopy. I always thought like Snoopy was like always lost. Oh, because there was that one where he left. Oh, I see. And so I thought he was just always just kind perpetually of lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, book clubs are currently reading. Well, we're finishing up all our yesterdays by Robert B. Parker, oh, which I was not a fan of. Okay. I'm sad to say because I love Bobby Parker. And you don't like Yesterday by Paul McCartney. I do love that. Yeah. And then uh, um, right after that, we're going to be starting Women in Cabin Ten by Ruth Ware, which is a serious book, despite Eric's my uh, yeah very crude yeah. impression. Uh, then we're also reading. Whistling Past the Graveyard by Susan yeah. Crandall. Yeah. So, what and then would it's you almost whistle? it's almost summer reading program. That's true. End of June, June 26th. Yeah. This place is going to be hopping. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty exciting. We have Little Richard here. Yeah. On his piano. Little Richard. Yep. A Little Richard tribute band. <laughs> no. But music on the lawn is starting no, we, this month, so we're going to have so many things going yeah. on with the library. Tuesdays on the Terrace coming back in July. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I know people who have lived and died before they got to see Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. So Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. He, for example. Yeah, he didn't get to see Richard. a Wonder Woman movie. Is didn't Little Richard dead? Oh, well, actually, now I'm not sure. I don't now think he is. <laughs> well, we can't leave folks. We can't leave folks hanging. Little Richard is very much alive at yeah. age 84. Whew. So. Yeah. With apologies to Little Richard. I don't apologize. Yeah, Nick. <laughs> but my own personal apology because I thought he was yeah. dead. All right. Also, twins still having we crash got, parties. <laughs> we have to get out of here. Right. Uh, so tune in to episode 95, which I promise will be better. Yeah.